Whether on the go or at the table, get lost in a conversation about everything coffee with your host, Eric Ortiz. Hey, and welcome to Everything Coffee, a podcast that brings in different people weekly from all walks of life to talk about everything coffee. And today I'm joined by Clayton Prickett, owner of Boogie Beans Coffee Co., located in beautiful Fort Worth, Texas. Clayton started the business in 2022 after an extensive history of being a barista and roaster. We talked Clayton about his journey in coffee along with Boogie Beans Coffee Co., love the name, which Clayton is hoping to celebrate history, serving community with kindness, quality, and of course, amazing coffee, Plus, Clayton's business is also aiming to make 10% of all their sales donated to foundations that sponsor African-American and inner-city youth programs that focus on artistic and personal development. An amazing focus, indeed. You can visit Clayton on his business. That's boogiebeans.coffee. And on IG at boogiebeans.coffee. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Clayton Prickett. Clayton, how are you? Hey, I'm doing great. I'm super great to, super happy to be here. I'm really uh, glad that you asked me to come on. Oh man, I, I'm excited to have you on. I think it is fantastic what you are doing with the business. I am uh, happy that it exists. And good old Texas, we are we are neighbors, uh, 900 miles separated, but we are neighbors. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's about the land size out here. <laughs> And that's not all of Texas yet. It, 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 I mean, from right, here to, yeah. I think, Beaumont, right? That's that's the sign in El Paso. When you first come into yeah. El Paso, it says El Paso, like one mile, but then Beaumont, Texas, it says, I think, almost a 1,000 miles or something close to that, 970-something, <laughs> which just yeah, gives you some hope. <laughs> yeah. Gives you some hope that you're almost there. You're almost there. Just just 14 more hours of driving to go. So how you doing, by the way? How's everything going for you? Oh man, I'm great. Super. Uh, it's been it's been a rainy day, but um, you know, just hanging out. Been just been working on business stuff today. You you know what I did? I I enjoyed the coffee you sent me. Um, by the way, for everyone that that listens, um, just full disclosure. Obviously, uh, Clayton sent me uh, a bag of coffee. This happens from time to time with people that that we we kind of work with. Uh, no money exchange, nothing. He didn't ask for anything. Um, it, it was simply, I love what he was doing, and I love the coffee. I thought it was fantastic, man. I thought it was great coffee. Awesome. Yeah, I'm just trying to get the word out right now. Um, I started this business back in uh, January 2022, so I'm just getting the ball rolling on it. Um, but, yeah, I'm just trying to get it into as many hands in, as, many hands as possible and um, just – Get get opinions on the coffee and see if we're moving in the right direction and seeing uh, seeing how we can change the world. <laughs> I, I agree. T- tell me a little bit about Clayton because it doesn't start with you, you just kind of opening a business back in 2022. There's a there's a lead up to this, including your extensive history in coffee. So, what's your connection with coffee? Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've been drinking coffee for as long as I can keep my eyes open. Um, so. I, I guess my, my parents started, you know, started me on coffee whenever I was pretty young, <laughs> but, um, I think whenever I was like probably right out of high school, um, I started getting into 
started getting into studying, I guess, a little more frequently. Doesn't study a whole lot in high school, so I have to <laughs> after high school. But um spent a lot of time at coffee shops and so I just gained kind of like an interest in that. And um I was studying theology back in uh twenty fourteen to twenty sixteen, so I pretty much spent all of my free time studying and reading at coffee shops and that just kinda got me interested in the whole in the whole like sphere, the whole coffee realm. And um, I ended up getting a job uh, in 2015, part-time, working as a barista, and that was kind of my step into uh, the specialty coffee scene. Um, they were kind of like 2.5 wave, if you, if you will. They <laughs> it was, it wasn't crap. yet there at the third wave. Huh? It was just right, it was about yeah, to go exactly. in there, but not yet. Just about, <laughs> yeah. Um, but it was it was a really good introduction. It gave me a lot of freedom to be able to learn about like coffee and just kind of you know um just starting out like learning how to do latte art and all that stuff you know all the, all the fun stuff initially whenever you get introduced to the introduce the coffee world um and then just kind of like blossomed from there um jumped to a couple different coffee shops and ended up picking up a lot of uh, a lot of experience and um refined my palate and i've both my parents, they're, um, they're entrepreneurs, um, and they, and they main, maintain full-time jobs. So props to them, but I got a, kind of got that entrepreneurial itch whenever I was younger. And, uh, I started a business when I was 19. Um, I originally went to school for graphic design because my mom's a designer and artist. So I kind of picked that up from her. And then, um, so I was just thinking about things that I would like to be, that I would like to do with my time whenever I was 19, right out of, right out of high school. Um, and yeah, so I went in and started studying graphic design and, um, me and a buddy of mine, we started a screen printing business. Um, and that, Went, went on for about a year or so, and then um, he ended up moving to Colorado, so we dissolved it. But um, after after that, that's kind of whenever I started, like, really honing in on, like, what I'd well, – not necessarily honing in, but trying to figure out what I wanted to do um, business-wise, try to try to a couple different things. And then after working in the coffee industry for so long, I just figured, like – I know I know enough about this industry. It just seems something that I'd be naturally inclined to do for, you know, next 10, 20 years and I could do it happily without much without much uh uh too much headache, we'll put it that way. Sure. <laughs> Cuz running a business yeah. in any any type of environment's going to come with its own headaches, but um so yeah, that's just kind of how I settled into coffee uh or starting a coffee business. It's kind of always been a dream of mine to have my own coffee shop but um the the overhead required to start a coffee shop is quite a lot nowadays and so um i'm just trying to essentially start with the coffee brand and build that up and then um eventually work into some work into some brick and mortars so yeah it's it seems like whenever i brought in guests that have the same kind of upbringing uh, of heading into the world of coffee and eventually becoming roasters and eventually the direct to consumers, um, uh, the sale of coffee. It, mm-hmm. It's it's always obviously the, the barrier of getting in is a little difficult into obviously some, some of the brick and mortars just because 
space costs more uh, cash. Um, it, it's it's physical space rather than inventory stock that you can kind of place anywhere you really need as long as that's in the location that's safe and so forth. But right. it, it seems kind of like that. That's that's kind of where most people are heading in into. Even more popular uh, YouTubers out there like Kyle Roswell, that is is creating his own. A brand of coffee and his, his own roastery, but he's he's not, obviously not creating his own brick and mortar, but just going straight to consumer with his his roasts. Uh, All right. You you talked uh, a little bit in the background. You provided to me about your roasting experience because this is always one of those things where I've had people come to me as um, just just randomly sometimes that know me or. Or uh, just looking for advice, and they'll say, you know, do you know any good roasting roasting uh, devices, drums? And I'm just like, mm, do you have any experience? And, and they right away just tell me no. <laughs> and I'm like, it's probably, right. don't get into that business because it, it it's it's not something that you're going to pick up instantly. It so, is a it is a different world for sure. Um, it isn't. So my my personal experience with roasting is with a company called Bellwether. Um, or Bell, Bellwether Coffee, they they they're a new roasting company or new new coffee like innovation company, I should say. And they created this roaster. It's an electric roaster, and so um, essentially, like commercial roasters, the roasters that are generally used in the in the coffee world, they're all gas powered roasters. Sure. And um so with this innovation of electric powered roasters, um they have essentially democratized the uh the opportunity of roasting. The only downside that I did experience with it was that you don't have nearly as much control over the end product. Um because, like, on a traditional roaster, you have, like, your little sampling tube that you can use to, obviously, identify whenever a roast is um, complete, you know, like, throughout the roasting process or sampling it and testing it and making sure that it's, like, on the right track. But with this particular roaster, you didn't really have as much of the variable control. Um, but it did come out pretty much the same every time. Um and so there's a there's a handful of variables that I was able to um, to work with and to manipulate on there, um, but eventually in the long run, um, I just decided to um, outsource the roasting for my own coffee brand um, because it, it it is a whole different world. It's a it's a whole different science, and you have to have a lot of like time invest like time investment to be able to, uh, to be able to understand it all. And so that's going to be kind of my next project. I have, I have a friend out here who he's doing the roasting for me and we're going to start working together and he's going to teach me more about it so I can understand the process more thoroughly. Cause I understand the, uh, you know, the basic principles of roasting, but, um, as it comes down to it, um, you really, you really need to be doing that every day and be with the coffee, um, and as a business owner, that's not necessarily something that I have like the opportunity to do right now. I'm, I'm more, more or less trying to promote the brand. And sure. so that's where a lot of my time is being spent. And, yeah, and I can but, imagine you, you wouldn't want to start roasting the coffee with, with the experience that you have. You mean, like you said, right? you have the general knowledge, the basics of it, but then roasting it is a different thing, <laughs> actually having products. And, and we're not talking about cheap 
quality beans here. You're, you're picking up, right. Um, the blend you sent me particularly was, I believe, what was it? Rooms room 84. Um, I, I guess so. Um, yeah, so it's a, the room two. 84. You sent me the room 84, which is Costa Rican. It's, uh, right. and it uses yeah, the uh, experimental process. Yeah. The experimental termico process. And, and it was mm-hmm. absolutely gorgeous. So these aren't, uh, cheap quality beans that you might, uh, you know, th- there are, there are consumer direct to consumer roasters out there. Um, mm-hmm. and, and a lot of coffee companies that are kind of businesses that people buy right away that already have infrastructure set up right. and, and they have that third party vendor who will sell them a coffee. And then, They'll, and you'll know a lot about them because you'll see that their variety of coffee is like they'll have 40 different varieties. Right. And there's flavored coffees, which is already an indicator of like, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, that's a different be, world in itself for sure. Yeah, <laughs> it, that, that, that shouldn't happen, ex- especially if you're going in for a, a, a company that's it's priding itself a little bit on the quality. So I'm, I'm glad to see right. that you're outsourcing that. And, of course, you're, you're already starting to talk about learning the business in the sense of the roasting side of that, because obviously mm-hmm. that, that'll bring down uh, overhead cost and, and of course allows you to open up more varieties and, and different offerings yeah. to public. It, does, it doesn't bring down overhead, it increases overhead, but it expands margin. <laughs> margin so, yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, that's kind of my, my intention is to like really hone in and focus on providing quality beans. Cause um, I spent, I spent, quite a while, like really, um, looking for a roaster that I trusted to produce like a quality product. Um, and so I came across these guys and, um, just, I tasted some of their coffee and I was really, I was really, um, impressed. And so I was like, you know, I'd love to work with you guys and create some blends and, um, see if, see if I couldn't add, add anything, um, to the situation, so to speak. So eventually I'd like to start sourcing my own coffee. I was just down in Bolivia for, uh, I was visiting family down in Bolivia and, um, I was down there for three months and got to go to some coffee plant or some coffee farms, some fincas. Um, and so that was a really cool experience. I'd like to try to bring in some more, uh, like Bolivia only, uh, provides about 3% of the world's coffee, two or 3% of the world's yeah. coffee. And so it's a pretty, you know, it's a pretty small, um, it's a pretty small percentage and small. That's, it's not a, um, it's not a varietal that's very common up here, I should say in the United States. And so it's something that I'd like to start importing here. And that's probably going to be the next thing that we, we bring on to, uh, to our offering line. So very nice. Tell me what, what skill set does one have to have Clayton for someone to get into this besides your background and having been in the coffee industry, the knowledge that you had, we, we know that for sure that if if you're going to get into coffee, you should at least like it. Um, (laughs) but, but (laughs) what, what good skill set do you, suggest having because this is not for the faint of heart there is costs associated you're going to lose money um in any business of course but in coffee itself because it's such a flooded market uh, of of producers and roasters and so forth 
it, that that you're going to need to do something that's interesting, and, and we'll talk a little about those interesting parts, and then you're gonna have to do those interesting parts, not just you know good, but you have to do them exceedingly well, right? Just to get yeah. to those aspects. But what what skill sets do you suggest people have ed- heading into that world? Um. Well, I mean, I think the biggest thing in regards to any type of career is just a willingness to learn. Um, you got to like it and you have to be willing to learn. And, um, I think that'll set you on the right course. Um, cause you know, I came into coffee just because I, I enjoyed the taste. I liked drinking it and I started working and I was like, wow, this is super interesting. And I've always been a really insatiably curious person. So, um, I think that that really helps. Um, always, always being ready to learn, ready to listen. And, um, you know, being, being willing to understand whenever somebody knows more than you. (laughs) Um, and so, and also, you know, taking their advice and knowing, knowing when to, uh, trust your gut, I guess. But, um, I, I kind of come from a, like a artistic and design background. So that's kind of like where, where I, uh, where I'm the most valuable as it comes to like running this business is that I'm, I'm kind of like the creating, creating the whole brand aspect of it. Um, so, but I mean, there's, there's all different kinds of things that you can do within the world of coffee. I mean, you've got, you've got the, the cultivation of coffee. So if you enjoy farming, there's, there's a place for you. If, you know, if you're sciencey and kind of geeky like me, then, you know, you can get into roasting. Um, or if you just really love spending time with people and, uh, you know, you can become a barista. So there's all different avenues of, uh, opportunity within the coffee world. And whenever I first started working in the industry, I didn't, I didn't realize the depth of it until, um, you know, just the further along I kept working in the industry, I realized like how many different avenues you can go into. It's a rabbit hole. It's a rabbit hole of just how (laughs) much, how deep it goes, how far it goes into the simplest, like just part of it, which is cultivation and and, and just how many hands it goes through before it actually reaches someone's uh, doorstep with a coffee. Let me ask you this, Clayton, because I like to ask my guests, uh, especially because it, it, it it means something to all of us. What's your deep connection to coffee? What keeps you here doing this? And what, what drives you to make that decision? Um, yeah, that's a great question. Uh, I think for me, I mean, and I, I don't want this to sound cheesy by any means, but coffee like always symbolizes community for me. Um, because I've found some of like the most wonderful friends that I've, you know, ever had in my life throughout through the coffee industry, whether it be like me being a barista and then they're just a regular and, um, we end up creating this awesome friendship or I just like meet somebody at a coffee shop whenever I'm studying. So, um, it's always been kind of like a medium to bring people together. And for me, like it kind of has a spiritual element, like, um, for anybody that knows the history of coffee, they're, the, the lore of coffee, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, it was originally discovered by some monks and monks used it to uh, stay up during their prayer vigils. And so um, for, for 
in my own study of theology and doing all of that, coffee, <laughs> coffee definitely played a huge role in my own prayer vigils. So, um, I, it's, it's just a really wonderful resource. And I think that it has so, so much value in bringing people together and then, and creating, creating community, especially like, let's say you have, for instance, like a big part of our mission is like supporting foundations that, um, uh, support, uh, inner city youth, uh, programs and stuff like that. And so like, let's say you just put a coffee shop in kind of like an inner city district. Um, there is a higher likelihood that you'll have a greater like community rapport than if you didn't have one. And so, um, interesting things like that, like just the coffee, how, how coffee brings people together, I think, is probably the biggest the biggest factor for me in regards to, like, staying within the industry because it is extremely competitive. It's super difficult to get your name out there, and people are actually really loyal in this industry to, um, to their providers, which I think is awesome. You know, it, 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 like, creates really good LTV, you know, lifetime value of your partnerships and your customers, and so... Um, I don't know. I think that just the people within the industry are also really beautiful as well. Sure. The, you know, the amount of, the amount of hands that it passes through, like you said, um, it just kind of supports this whole structure and it's the second most, <laughs> second most traded commodity in it all is, of the world. It so. is. <laughs> and, and, when, and when it's done right and ethically, it's a yeah. beautiful, it's a beautiful process. Because, right. because it, it is it is a testimony of of I, I would say love, because you have farmers who yeah. who have used this as uh, a way to put their 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 food on a table, their ends meet, and when yeah, it's done absolutely. ethically correct, it it's passed on to generation. It's it it's knowledge continued. It's it's a great process, and it, it, it's just a continuance of history when you yeah. put it all together, which is what you kind of focus on. And I want to touch that on that again, because I think it's so important. Uh, when, when I first started the, the show, uh, part of the intro, I said, you're aiming to put 10% of all your sales towards foundations that sponsor African-American inner city youth programs uh, that focus on artistic and personal development. Now we know why the artistic and development, personal development, you have a personal background in that uh, because of your background, your mom, uh, the focus that you've done. Um, but I, I think that's that's something to to kind of uh, uh, just touch on a little bit more, Clint, just because uh, you don't hear that often. You know, I'm donating 10%, and yet I know the business is still brand new and still uh, continuing to kind of roll out. But uh, what's your connection with all of that, that, that you're, you feel that your community is, is, is needing to be so strong that you're willing to donate part of your proceeds? Yeah. Um, I mean, I've, I don't know, I've been fortunate to have some really amazing friends and amazing people in my life. Um, so I'm super grateful for that, but particularly, um, I think that like originally whenever I was growing up, whenever I was younger, um, I grew up kind of in a, uh, poor part of town. Um, not, not necessarily monetarily, but, um, just it was, you know, not, not necessarily the best. Um, and eventually we moved out of there, but, um, just kind of coming, 
coming from that and growing up in that and understanding like the, the struggles that other people have. Um, that's just an area that I'd like to give back to. And I'm really grateful for my parents. Um, my mom, like I said earlier, she's a, uh, she's an artist. And so having an artist in the family is honestly such a, it's such a blessing because it teaches you how to think outside of the box. And um, the reason why I want to give back to, you know, programs that, focus in artistic development and uh, like artistic and personal development is because we're moving into a world that's like progressively more difficult to understand. And I think that having the ability to exercise creative thinking is uh, one of the most important factors that a person can have. Cause I mean, like, if you look at me, I'm running a business and I didn't go to school for business, but it does require a lot of creative thinking and thinking outside of the box to be able to, you know, make ends meet um, where things don't necessarily seem, you know, as cookie cutter as you'd like it to be. I'll put it oh, that yeah. way. Um, and so I think that, you know, I think Jeff Bezos kind of talks about that, like having, having loving parents in the home and being able to think outside of the box is, uh, it's a huge factor in a person's um, like successful development. And so, you know, I can't necessarily put, you know, those type of parents in every home, but I can do what I can to like help raise, raise the, raise up the next generation in a way that allows them to express themselves and to um, think more creatively. Cause you know, I didn't really enjoy school growing up. Um, I just, I guess being a creative, <laughs> I always thought outside <laughs> the box and they, they have a very particular box that they'd like to stay, you know, that they'd like to stick you in. And, um, I was never, I was never willing to be a part of that. <laughs> um, just playing and outright. But, um, so it, it made it a little difficult for me growing up, but I think like <laughs> in the long run, I've turned out pretty good. Um, I think so. I I think I think you're all right. <laughs> you're you you're just you just just barely made it, Clayton. But I, no, you're, just you're, barely made just it. just made it. But you're good. You're good. You're a good guy. I uh, I really I I think that is is commendable. Uh, it, it is such a um, it's it's such a cool thing to hear uh, doing this show and talking to so many amazing people throughout the time I've done it, and and getting to hear so many people's. Uh, stories of their life and it really just paints this great picture of, of how many creative individuals there are outside how many passionate individuals there are so you're just one of those uh, added to the, to the list of people that I've, I've had the the sheer luck to be able to talk with and, and kind of get in there tell me a little bit about why boogie beans what was the name um, up to because that that is cool i i will say that I, one of the things i told uh clayton I love the bag. I, uh, when I got the bag in the mail, uh, it's cool psychedelic, uh, <laughs> kind of looking bag. And I live near Roswell, New Mexico. And of course, alien stuff like that. Um, and then plus it has room 84. So it's almost like areas, you know, area uh, 51 or whatever it is. Um, it, it just has this cool vibe to it. And you can tell that your, your design's going in here. So what about this, this funky name you came up with? Yeah, well, I was um, whenever whenever I first decided that I wanted to start a coffee brand, 
Um, I was just rolling around a couple different names in my head and Boogie Beans just kept coming up. I I couldn't really get away <laughs> from that name. And I was like, it just rolls off the tongue. I love the way that it sounds. I love Boogie music, you know, like anything from kind of like funk and disco era, um, soul music. I did, I did some research on the term boogie and boogie music, and it originally started in the late 1800s, but um, it's foundational to pretty much all of the music that we listen to today, and so that's kind of like why one of our tenets is to celebrate history is because it, it undergirds everything that exists around us, you know, um, and so boogie music um, essentially led up to uh, a lot of different musical changes just evolved through the various genres uh, throughout the years um, from like soul to funk to oh, yeah. disco to rock and roll um, and you know it, it comes from it comes from kind of like this high tempo blues essentially is what boogie music is or boogie woogie is what it was originally called oh, yeah. Um, and so I, uh, I just kind of like going back to that throughout the history of the music, like music's always been something that's been super like, um, rooted in me, if you will. Uh, it's just been a very core part of my existence. I love, I love music, love playing music. Um, and I have it on like as often as I can. Um, and if and you, so, and if you get a whole bunch of your uh, room 84 bags together and yeah. you put them in a circle and put light down the middle, you will create yeah, a, disco a, ball. Disco ball <laughs> a middle, yeah. you will create you a disco ball. A dance party right there, yeah. Man. You would definitely create that because the bag, I mean, it, for anyone that doesn't see it, but, uh, check out a, on the website, the, the, on the, uh, it's boogiebeans.coffee. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's a pretty, it's a pretty funky design. I'm, it really I'm, is, really and it, it's obviously it, it doesn't come off well on camera because it, it's just shiny. But um, right. check it out; it, it, it's it's a good way to support um, not only someone's uh, livelihood and, and someone's dream and passion. You can hear it come out of Clayton, right? You know, when we're talking, but also just just think about the the, the people he's trying to help too. On what we're trying to do, uh, I, I think it's a fantastic thing you're going off on. What, what would you say is is so far the biggest reward to you having started this project in, in creating the business, Clayton? Um, yeah, that's a great question. I I think that there's just a certain level of just freedom that you get to experience as a business owner. You know, like. I've, uh, I've worked for a lot of people in my life and I've always wanted to own my own business. And so now that I have the opportunity to do it, I've taken that opportunity and, um, it's just, it is really rewarding because you, you get to call the shots. <laughs> and so I enjoy doing that. And, um, also just in the long run, I think that, uh, I just think about all the people that it's going to help, you know, all the money that's going to be going to these foundations. And, um, that just warms my heart thinking that, you know, I can make a difference just selling coffee. Absolutely. And I love, I love coffee and I've always wanted to do something that had, uh, some level of social impact. So this is, this is just the start, man. So I'm really excited to see where the future takes it. Absolutely. What what's mission 2023 for Boogie Beans? 
what, what's our know, end man. goal? What one year from now, when we're back on this show, where mm-hmm. do you hope to be there, Clayton? Um, yeah, so kind of the roadmap right now. I've actually, as much as you've been talking up the bag, I'm actually creating a new bag right now. Um, that's going to be shelf ready. So I'm essentially going to be putting it on shelves. My first, my first contact is, um, what is it called? Uh, central market. I don't know if you'll have those down there, but it's an HEB brand. Yeah. Um, and so that's, uh, it's going to be the, the first, uh, first part of the roadmap is getting it into, uh, getting in, getting it into like HEB stores and hopefully expanding it beyond that. Um, I already have a trademark, uh, pending. So excited. That is fantastic. To get to yeah. That, that is so good. I can, uh, I cannot wait for your, your, your growth for boogie beans because just talking to you Clayton, it's inspiring. It's fun. I feel energetic just because when I get to talk to people who have this much passion about something it, it it gets me re-inspired to doing what I'm doing, what I'm broadcasting and, and recording and producing content and supporting my mission here is supporting local, whether it be in El Paso, whether it be in Texas, across the country, across the world. This is what it's all about right here is, is, is seeing people like yourself just just be so filled with, with hope and, and optimism uh, about their future and especially in this world of coffee because it is a fantastic place to be definitely yeah absolutely i mean thing, things in the world can look a little bleak sometimes so you always have to be the the ray of sunshine <laughs> no matter where you go <laughs> and it, it's so, it's always so much easier with a cup of coffee it is it makes life a lot better man that's uh <laughs> i totally agree with you there definitely clayton tell everyone where they can find you yeah, um, so we are, uh, it's pretty much boogiebeans.coffee everywhere. So you can type in your URL box, boogiebeans.coffee, and it'll take you to our website where you can uh, purchase our boogie blend or the uh, Room 84 Costa Rican. Um, and we've got some merch on there as, uh, as well. Or you can uh, visit us at boogiebeans.coffee on Instagram. And may I say, this is well done merch. So if, if you have not checked this out, go to the website, bogeybeans.coffee. Check out the coffee, of course. But look at the cool, amazing merch they have. The sweaters, the uh, the beanie. Uh, I love, I love, I love the mug, the stripe mug. It's, it's uniquely just yeah. really cool looking. I very much appreciate you spending the time with me there, Clayton. I, I thank you so much for sending the coffee getting to meet you i love your passion and i just cannot wait to see the future for boogie beans awesome yeah thanks eric i'm super glad that you had me on and um i hope to hope to talk to you again soon Uh, my pleasure and don't forget to subscribe to everything coffee on apple spotify or anywhere else you get your podcast and follow us on instagram at everything.coffee.podcast check out our website at everythingcoffee.podbean.com and thank you for listening and doing your part in supporting local business in your city and around the world.